This podcast contains discussion about adult topics. Use your judgment if there are little ears around. Welcome to Doing It. This is a podcast made by Family Planning Victoria. FPV has been running for over 50 years now. We run a whole lot of education programs for communities and medical professionals across Victoria. We also run sexual health clinics in the city and Box Hill in Melbourne. My name is Anne and I'm part of the FPV schools and community team. We go to schools and run classes for all year levels on bodies, growing up, puberty, sex, reproduction and relationships. This podcast is for parents and carers of school-aged children so we can share what goes on in a relationships and sexuality education class and help support these sorts of conversations at home. Today I'll be asking FPV Medical Director Dr. Kathy McNamee about one of the options available for someone who finds themselves with an unintended pregnancy, which is to end the pregnancy. This may be a difficult topic for some people to listen to, but this is information that young people frequently ask about in secondary school. Young women especially want to know if abortion is legal in Victoria and if it can happen privately without consent or approval from parents or carers. Abortion is often in the news and information about this can be confused with laws in other countries or states. It may be helpful for parents and carers to know how abortion procedures work in case they need to guide a young person through this. Throughout this episode, we will be using the term abortion. This is Kathy's preferred term. In using it, we hope to reduce some of the stigma surrounding abortion. Some people may use the term termination. Kathy, thank you so much for talking to me about abortion today. My first question is, are young people the biggest proportion of people accessing abortion services? As far as we know, they're not actually. We don't have good data uh, in Victoria, Australia. South Australia collect really accurate data. And the highest group is the 20 to 30-year-olds. Those under 20 actually have quite a low rate of abortion. And what does the law in Victoria say about abortion? And is it different to other parts of Australia or the world? We've got what we call quite liberal abortion laws in Victoria. Since 2008, a termination is actually allowed at any stage of the pregnancy and it's the person's choice. They don't need a reason or a justification for it. Having said that, though, services are quite difficult to access or they can be more difficult if the pregnancy is over 16 weeks. And if the pregnancies are 24 weeks or more, two doctors need to agree or reasonably believe that abortion is appropriate in all circumstances for, for the person. But even if that happens, sometimes there's not the facilities to undertake the abortion. We've also got a conscientious objection clause in that practitioners with a conscientious objection have to refer to another practitioner that they know doesn't have a conscientious objection. And I think that's really important, particularly for young people, because often if they get a perceived knockback from a practitioner, it might sort of send them away and it's a really time sensitive sort of thing. And separate to that, we've got safe access zones in that protesters can't come in within 150 metres of an abortion clinic. There's quite varied laws across Australia. Essentially, it is legal to get an abortion in any state or territory in Australia, but, but there are some different limitations to the, the time of the pregnancy and um, the, the reasons for, for wanting to have an abortion. 
and in other countries that they, they there some really um, strict laws like in Egypt or Iraq, um, abortions prohibited, but others have a lot of limitations around the timing, how far into a pregnancy you can have an abortion or the, the reasons that a woman might want to have an abortion. If someone was thinking about abortion or going ahead with an abortion, what sort of counselling happens in this process? Well, it varies quite a bit. As a routine at FPV, we um, ask everybody whether they'd like counselling or not. Most people actually don't want any specific counselling. They're happy to make their decision with the information they have. It really depends on the person seeking the abortion. We offer pregnancy option sessions at FPV with a nurse. Um, these are an hour-long session and they can be quite useful, particularly for young people who might need some extra support around their decision or some advocacy to try and um, help them access a, a low-cost service if they decide to go ahead with an abortion. Any person who's pregnant or has been in the last 12 months can access a Medicare rebate towards three counselling sessions with a suitably trained psychologist, social worker, mental health nurse or, or GP. And if someone needs extra sessions, they can actually get a mental health care plan with their GP. It's difficult because it's quite a time sensitive thing. So unfortunately, sometimes the decision needs to be fairly quick. But usually people have got a couple of weeks. The other thing with counselling, it's not really counselling, but it's important to discuss contraceptive options. Um, and we generally recommend an IUD or an implant. And these can be inserted at the time of a surgical abortion. And an implant can actually be inserted the day that you see the doctor to get tablets for a medication abortion. But otherwise, IUDs are usually inserted a couple of weeks after um, a medical abortion. So how much does it cost to have an abortion? It varies enormously. For those with access to Medicare wanting a surgical abortion, there are a small number of free public hospital services. It's very dependent on where you live, particularly if you're outside Melbourne. Some rural areas actually have quite reasonable access to surgical abortion, but some you would actually have to travel to Melbourne to get either a private or a public surgical abortion. So private abortions, surgical, generally cost around $300 to $500. For medical abortion, the, the costs can be as high as $550 for some services, but there are quite a few scattered bulk bill options uh, where the person would see a GP or, or low cost, um, and they would just have to pay for their medications, which if you've got a healthcare card, end up being around about $16, and if you don't, they're about $50. So talk me through a medical abortion. So the medical abortion tablets come in two sets. The first is a single tablet that's swallowed. Usually nothing happens between taking the first set of first tablet and the second set of tablets and people just can continue on with their normal activities. The second tablets are taken about 36 hours later and bring on a miscarriage. The person needs to have a support person with them during the miscarriage um, and it usually starts with pain. That, that usually happens around about 20 minutes to an hour after taking the tablets. And that's similar to period pain? So Yeah, it's often quite a bit worse than a period pain. Sometimes it isn't. Most people would sort of rate the pain around about a 6 or a 7 out of 10 um, on a scale. The bleeding usually starts a bit later and that's usually quite a bit heavier than a period and there are usually blood clots as well. 
at some stage the pregnancy tissue is passed. Most people don't actually see it, particularly for earlier pregnancies, but they might feel that they've passed something and then the bleeding and pain usually settle. So the whole process is somewhere between two to six hours. Then the bleeding continues on like a period for about a week. There's a bit of crampy pain and then it, it gradually settles down average bleeding is about two weeks but some people can continue to spot for four to five weeks and it, that, that can be just a, a variation of normal and after that fertility returns to normal like the period would get into that can return cycle? fairly quickly actually yes hmm. and what about surgical abortion well surgical abortion is much more straightforward it's usually done under general anesthetic and a small tube is placed through the vagina into the womb and the pregnancy tissue is gently removed. Bleeding usually only lasts a couple of days and is quite light and there's not much pain with it. So if a person under 18 requests an abortion, do their parents or carers have to find out? Generally, we'd really encourage young people to engage with their parents or carers, although you know, although sometimes their initial reaction is not favourable, we find most parents come around and are fairly supportive. However, the young person's in the best position to make that judgment and know whether they pose a risk to themselves by involving parents or carers. If a young person's assessed as being competent to consent to abortion, they don't need parental consent. Generally, we try and involve a, another responsible adult. Uh, sometimes a surgical abortion can be a, a better option for young people if they don't want to include their parents or guardians because it's usually a single visit to a service, whereas a medical abortion might involve a, a number of trips, including to pathology and radiology, as well as two to three doctor's visits. And although complications with both types of procedures are low, surgical does have the lowest rate. Um, the, the other thing is with a young person, with, with a, a medical abortion, they, they actually have to experience the miscarriage. And if they're at, that might be difficult to manage at home if they really don't want to involve their parents or carers without drawing attention to themselves. And it would be a difficult time, I imagine, to disclose if they were sort of... That's right. It's probably that not the ideal time, yes. Yeah. And yeah. um, where does someone go to access an abortion, either medical or surgical? So in Victoria, you can actually Google abortion and a number of providers will come up. In Victoria, we've got a service called 1800 My Options, which has both a website and a telephone service. And the website has a, a number of providers of abortion, but the telephone service have an additional number of providers who would prefer not to have their names on the website. So generally they can match a person to, to an abortion provider that's not too far away from them. If you live in another state or territory, probably your local family planning service is the best place to, to call to ask questions. And it sounds like particularly if it was a young person going through this, they would need some recovery time certainly emotionally and from the sounds of it from that medical abortion quite a bit of recovery time for that so yeah. um, how long might that take and Look, what sort it, of counselling is uh, recommended yeah. afterwards? It's interesting because most people actually feel relieved after the abortion's over and they feel that they've made the right decision but so, some people don't and can find it a little bit more of a struggle um, so they, they do have the you know they're always able to talk to us if we've seen them or you know even if they haven't seen us or, or their GP but they are actually able to access those pregnancy counselling uh, rebates towards seeing a psychologist or, or other healthcare worker 
after the abortion if they need to. Generally, people can actually get back to their activities in a day or two afterwards. Even recovering from that medical abortion from taking... Yeah, even recovering from the medical abortion. I mean, we generally advise people not to do any strenuous physical activity for about a week afterwards. We advise not having any sex, not putting anything in the vagina for seven days. But besides that, most people can sort of get on with their normal act- normalish activities. So what sort of, sort of advice would you have for parents or carers if they find that their child is pregnant or has a pregnant partner? Well, I generally say you're fortunate to be able to support your young person because it's common that young people don't want to involve their parents or carers, even if they think they'll be supportive. And that can be quite a shock to the parents and carers. Um, you know, some of them have really provided it an atmosphere of openness, but it's, it's often a very personal thing for young people. Uh, well, I suppose in advance, we think it would be very helpful to set up a culture of communication about sex and sexuality with the young person throughout their lives. So perhaps it might make it easier to bring these things up. But if a young person were pregnant and you do find out about it, try and get as much information as you can about their situation, what's happening for them or, or their partner and as much information as you can about abortion and what they, they might be going to go through if that's what they actually choose and just try and offer a calm and supportive, even if that's not what you're feeling, atmosphere and encourage discussion to help them sort through their options. Great. Thank you so much for all that information, Kathy. No worries, Anne. So thank you so much to Dr. Kathy McNamee for all that information. I'm just going to pull out a few key things which stood out for me. Abortion is legal in Australia, but there may be some different constraints depending on the stage of the pregnancy and this is different in different states. Contraception would be discussed at time of abortion. A support person is required for anyone going through a medical abortion. It's possible for someone under 18 to obtain an abortion without parental consent. A young person confiding about abortion shows a great deal of trust and openness, providing an opportunity for support in their decisions. If a young person chooses to keep this private, know that this is a very typical response. Many people do not engage in pregnancy counselling services. They're available for those that need them. Support people may want to seek counselling too. Most people after an abortion feel relieved and that they've made the right decision. Some resources that are helpful to know about. We have information on the Family Planning Victoria website about abortions. Cathy also mentioned 1800 My Options. This is a Victorian service which compiles information about sexual health choices and service providers. Murray Stopes is a national organisation providing sexual health and abortion services. Royal Women's Hospital has information about unplanned pregnancy also. Also, the Museum of Contraception and Abortion located in Vienna provides some historical context to the dangerous things which women have tried over the centuries to end pregnancy. Thanks for listening. More information about FPV, go to fpv.org.au. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter. Contact me directly at doingitatfpv.org.au. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. Like it if you like it and we'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks so much. Bye.